Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. J. ESPN Max? app is tremendous. I mean, really tremendous. You got ESPN on the go. One app, one tap. If you say, play ESPN, your smart speakers, boom. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, you mm. and I. Today, without Key, who's still recuperating from his 50th birthday party. I talked to him yesterday. I was like, why do you sound like you smoke two packs of cigarettes? Yo, this what is dude. going right, He's hey, all over Instagram. He's got it, everything it was, on Instagram. I am so mad. Well, because I was in close proximity that I had the quarantine. Yep. But, uh, why are you mad? Don't look well, a gift I got towards the mouth. Out of the show. It was such a knee-jerk reaction. I'm like, I see a text. I react. I try to do the right thing. Then everybody's like, you pack a cell. Our home. producer was like... Go, you're done. Get out of here. You I'm got like, to go home. I know it was the right thing, but I was like, yeah. Anyway. But wait, you do you not like going home? I did 90% of the show. Yeah. 90% of the show. Right. So, uh, anyway. All I remember is you weren't there. <laughs> and that guy That's my sex, memory of it. I looked, I looked over like, at that chair and it was empty. I was on the show today. Anyway, yeah. I, so, I missed it, but uh, it was... It was one epic party for Key. Oh, yeah. It just it seemed epic. I got a lot of pictures yesterday from him as well. Listen, before we get into this, our whole mornings and what's happy going SB on. And the, yes, it's SB Day. And uh, is it a holiday? Is it happy SB Day? It's not happy bad. Happy SB Day. Sure, why not? I want an SB, so I feel like it, it should be a holiday. I remember when ESPN was invented. I mean, I was a little kid, and, and, and it did feel like a holiday. Because you missed your moment, though. The base, why? Because I said, I said, I want an SB, and you typically say, me, Me too. too. Me. What'd you win the SB for? What'd you, what'd you, did you Most come outstanding back? player. Most, oh, mo, right, of course. Comeback, yeah. If it was yeah. comeback, I'd be back in the league, Max. Come That's on, right. put it together. Drink some more coffee. It's unreal. I wouldn't this be working dude, with your ass right this now. This dude, one gear didn't work <laughs> on a motorcycle store. one day. Here and he go. went from jet-setting hey. the world with the best players to listening to me berate him every morning. <laughs> what a moment that hey. was. It's a nightmare. Hey, last yes. time you told a motorcycle joke, it didn't go over. Yeah, well. it, went all, it went viral. It went viral. I was like, obviously, people don't know our relationship. Yo, Jay and me got it like that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> people so sensitive. Yeah, man. It's just it's times we're living in, yeah. man. Yeah. Anyway. Careful what you say. Anyway, let's, I want to talk about uh, – look, let me just say this. Oh, jeez. Help us in defeating cancer. I want to say this right away. Let's just do it, and then we're going to – if you're able, please join today in supporting the V Foundation for Cancer Research. When you think about – the scourges, scourges of humanity, right? Like, what is the, what's the main scourge? Like, what's the thing that, that, that if we, like, the, the threat to civilization more than anything else? People talk about all kinds of meteorites and this and that. Actually, you know what the number one villain of humanity is? Cancer. Cancer is the number one villain of humanity, right? Go to the V Foundation, donate now. If you give your gift today... It, or, or give your gift today. Your gift will be doubled by a generous V Foundation matching donor. Every mm. dollar you give is really $2. The person who figures out finally how to cure cancer deserves something better than a Nobel Prize. Like, what is the highest? Is there something higher? No. I It'd mean, be like I, a Marvel movie where they defeat, like they save the earth. So, that's, like, that's like curing so cancer. So say that again. The person for every dollar that is given today, You're gonna double there it. will be a donor yeah. that matches. Yeah. Okay, I'm giving $1,000. There's two G's right there. I'm giving a thousand right there. And you know what else? Jay's giving a thousand dollars. Is that you matching me? I'm matching you. Okay. We know things can be, you know, are tough for many folks. And I know. Listen, we don't really work for a living. We get it. We get to talk about sports and get paid. I get it. I know it's like not so. Jay's just tossing off thousand dollars because he's a very wealthy no, man. No, no, it's not because I've Max. I grew up in this. Like when I was. I don't I mean do, to like, make light. I, no, I just, no. But like, I, do, I, I do mean to point out Jimmy, how wealthy you are. Jimmy V Foundation, obviously Jimmy V, you know, knowing of him, spending time in North Carolina with Coach K. Coach K, Jimmy V, very good friends. 
Stuart Scott, who was at my draft party, mm. at my draft party, Damn. and spending, I mean, the whole North Carolina Duke thing, like spending time with him, watching him go through his battle, and actually visiting the Children's Hospital down in North Carolina multiple times, seeing how many young people who have cancer. Um, like, this is always something that I've been passionate about, playing in the Jimmy V Classic, giving back. It's we you should know, when always people bring up Stu Scott and, and, you know, we'll, later on we'll Robin play you Roberts, some of that. Like a lot of just – but not even the big-name people, everyday people. We're going to play you some of the Stuart Scott famous speech, the last speech he gave at the ESPYs when he was sick. When you hear everyone at the ESPYs, oh, he's a great guy, it's easy enough to think, well, yeah, people have to say that publicly. Stu Scott was such an excellent dude, man. Dude, man. He was such a good dude. And everyone at ESPN will tell you a story where Stu – Stu did something in a quiet moment, right? That not for, where it was like, man, that was a, in Yiddish, it's called mensch, means human being in the best sense of the word. But man, that was a menschy thing for him to do. This dude bought me a, a bottle of Dom at my draft party. Yeah. Like, I've never met Stuart Scott before. He obviously passing very quickly interviews, but literally walked up to me during my draft party and was like, Congratulations, Dookie. I'm a North Carolina guy, but I love seeing people like you win. Wow. Like in hand, like and when he was on top of the world. I have yeah. a picture of me and my boy, Graham Bunn from L.A., you know, literally with Stuart Scott, just like, I'm he, like, wait, what? This is, what? It's a kind word to somebody who, in a moment where they needed it. Yeah. It's re- like he was that kind of guy. Anyway, listen, I, so uh, other than making fun of Jay for being so wealthy, uh, <laughs> it's, I, we know everyone can't throw around the dough, but, but even a do? dollar, even a dollar, it will be doubled. Cancer has not stopped, so we're not going to stop either. If you're able, if you're able, if you're able, please give. Give something. Go to v.org slash donate now. All right. Jay. Can I tell you about my morning very yes. quickly? Yes, tell me about your morning. Um, so Good to see you, by the way. It's been a minute. It, it has yeah. been a while. Um, driving in, 95, coming uh, from Connecticut, mm-hmm. and uh, around 4.45 in the morning, driving, mm-hmm. getting close. And in the fast lane, okay? Right, left lane. In the left lane. Going 65, obviously, I don't have a thing for speed anymore. Motorcycle accident. I like to go slow. like to be in mm-hmm. trucks. like to feel safe. Mm-hmm. Steel around me. Yes. And I, I come up to a car going like 50, 55. In the fast lane. Okay? In the fast lane. Okay. So I'm trying to be patient at first, and I'm watching one car in the middle lane. Zoom, go by. Another car in the middle lane. Zoom, go. Eight, nine cars max go by me. Right. Okay? So I'm finally like, all right, I, 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 I can't. Yeah. I can't. I'm listening to... You know, a podcast, Wendy on the podcast, all this stuff about NBA, free agency stuff going on. So I start laying on the horn a little bit. Boop, boop. Yeah. Boop, boop. Right. Boop, boop, boop. Well, Guy doesn't move, right? That so I'm like, fine. Right there. I get over in the middle lane, go by him, go by him, speed by him. Literally, five minutes later, I see the same car speed by me, mm-hmm. going at least 70, 75 now, mm-hmm. and then gets in front of me and slows back down to 50. It, it, like for no, someone, like, not just someone zooming by you off. at seventy or seventy-five, and you're in the fast lane, you're not going fast enough. But, but Max, anyway, no, it's not yes. the Audubon, okay? Well, anyway, I disagree, flies by but me, but not just like goes in front of me by 15, 20 yards, and then comes over. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about directly cuts. Yeah, in he's front doing of me it on purpose and then to be a jerk. Down. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm like, but you didn't do that to the nine cars that literally just passed you. So, did any of them honk him? This led into no, they did not. Well, but there, this leads into our conversation. Are you a honker? Or you're a light flasher. You, look, okay, because I'm not a light flasher. Well, I, I, first, let's back up. Let's back up. First of all, most uh, many people, not most, most people do know this. Many people don't. A surprising number of people don't. The leftmost lane is called the passing lane. Obviously, you're supposed to use it to pass other cars. Yes. If you're in the left lane and people are passing you to the right, you're in the wrong. I don't care what you're doing. Oh, but I'm doing the speed limit. Then, then get out of the passing lane. Go to the middle lane, then go now, back to the fast lane when all the calls are passing. This has been studied. I can't cite the study off the top of my head, but I remember at the time it was a credible study. I'm going back about five years. 
where a credible where, study that you can't remember the name. Of the I don't remember the stuff from five years ago. You remember the study of it? You can't remember the many studies I look over? You know how many studies do you look over? I do. I happen. I happen to do that. How do you think I know about everything? How do you think I know? So anyway, what they found is that the majority of traffic accidents, some huge percentage is caused by people going too slow in the passing lane because what winds up happening, it's a dynamic situation on the road, and it's not, oh, it's, you know, it's dangerous. You're operating heavy machinery yes. at fast speeds. So what happens is in a, in a dynamic situation, you want more static, right? You don't want more, like, you, things to be stiller. You don't yes. want to have to constantly change. What happens is people have to change lanes and change speeds in order to pass you and then change lanes again. And those, that kind of dynamism in that system creates the traffic accidents, which creates most of the traffic, in fact. Yes. It's people going too slow in the passing lane. That was a very Bill Belichick breakdown. That's right. Thank you. you. Okay. Thank you. Now, so your second now, point. You have to, the etiquette on the road, Jay. <laughs> Thank you. Is you flash the lights first. And then if you go to a honk, it's a gentle honk honk. It's a gentle little beep beep. I'm from the tri-state. I just not, it's, yeah, I didn't lay on the horn. It was just beep, You said beep. lay on the horn. No, I said I, the third time. I said okay. beep beep. Oh, okay. Boop, boop. Boop. All right. That's how it was. Not oh, so you did give him like a little beep beep? I say I've been around my, my daughter too long and her little horns go 888-SAY-ESPN. Here's the question. What the etiquette, is, would you rather, is it a, a light flash or a little soft honk honk? But see, this is Which is ruder, in the morning. Yeah. People well, like the light flash. Like people are just, I don't Well, I, if you flash the light, you don't do anything. You flash again, don't do anything. Then you go a little beep beep. You have to escalate. So I go flash once, flash twice, yeah. then beep beep. Yeah. Then beep beep. The whole beep thing again, takes 30 seconds. And then a boop. Yeah. That seems too long. I you don't have get, 30 seconds? No, I'd rather get right to it. Why am I wasting time? Didn't you just start the just, segment by saying you're not in a rush anymore? <laughs> I wasn't in a rush until I was. <laughs> you have another accident. We're going to be doing TV together. Can you realize that? <laughs> We're going to have to move in together. It's going to be a sitcom. Don't put that energy on me this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry about that. All right. Uh, uh, we got the All-Star game to get into. We got. Oh, we have. have a, we, we're going to have that. a debate about Steph. I have a feeling. I have a feeling it's going to be Steph debate today. Because well, it always happens when we talk about Steph. Because Lake up said that the well, or Kendrick Perkins said he thinks he could be in his prime until he's forty-five years old. No, we'll it was something that. he said off of that. Oh, yeah. Okay. The AL beat the NL. I'm from a time what when a I was a kid. Game. When I was a kid. <sighs> The NL used to beat the AL every year, and it killed me as a Yankees fan. I wanted the AL to win back when the All-Star game was taken more seriously. All-Star game, 3-2. to two. Very All-Star-like. Ninth ahead, straight All-Star game win for the good guys, the American League. Like, good, good guys. Good guys. <laughs> but this guy. but Jay Bert. has a real problem with what he saw last night, as you could hear. Keyshawn, Jay Willemax, ESPN Radio. All that's coming right up. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. So Pat wants to win. Pat Costello, one of the guys behind the scenes that makes this show possible. So, Pat, are you a light flasher or are yeah, you a Yeah, he has to weigh in. Well, What's up, Pat? Here's the thing. So mm-hmm. I was driving back from my vacation yesterday up the Garden State Parkway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, for legal Good reasons, I was not speeding. For narrative reasons, I was absolutely speeding. Okay. <laughs> and, and, so, and someone got behind me and light flashed me. Uh-huh. I was already going way faster than I should have been and there were cars that I wanted to pass before I got over so I didn't get stuck behind them and this person got so far up on me that I brake checked them was I wrong yeah, no, no no wait that not but wait you're, no. you're, this is a false equivalency Jay is on a road in at 4:45 a.m. And the guy in the passing lane can easily get over. Am I correct? Easily. Okay, that's totally different, Pat. Yes, I agree. If you're already going faster than the speed limit and you're waiting to pass cars, you're using the passing lane, you're passing cars on your right, fine. If you are in the passing lane and cars are passing you on the right and there's a guy driving, you know, right up on you and he's flashing your lights and you brake check him, you're the jerk. No, you're not. But yes, I'd also say, like, if you can yeah. pass if the person, then just pass them. Like, why do we need to like Why does Because, just, just because you it. can't pass because the person unless you ch- ch- move over to the right lane. Why do you think the left lane is the passing lane? Your blind spot on the right side is bigger than your blind spot on the left side. Well, your blind spot is now on your left side. You're well, that's true. Surgery. For so most people. Sure. Okay, so I, make I sure. have a giant blind spot on my yes. left side because <laughs> my left eye doesn't work. But All I'm saying is I see. Thanks see, a lot for that joke about my disability. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hope all the blogs pick this up. (laughs) (laughs) Jay made fun of a blind man. (laughs) Pat, all I'm saying, this is not like a video game. I don't want to see people waving in and out of traffic. This is not fast and furious here. Yeah. So you're allowed to break check him if he came up hot on you. How many times did he flash you, Pat? Hold on. Wait, wait. Jay. Jay, listen, but he could brake check him in that situation. But Pat, in Pat's situation, yes. he couldn't easily move over lanes. They, Pat's, of course, of course, he yeah, could be so like, you "Yo, brake check him." That's all right. Hold on, that's all right. Like, yeah, they, have they, to, yeah. they flashed me while there was a car next to me no in the lane. I'm like, Wait, "Where do you want me to go? Do you want me to just crash into this?" Well, car? were you like, passing the car on the on the right side? Yeah, were you, we were going basically. Similar speeds. Nope, no good. Was, you got to pass them. Nope, got to pass them or get out of the way. But see, the, the flash I pass, I was, the flash gets more of a like reaction to me than a honk. Like the flash, I get blinded. No, if I get a, if I get a honk, I'm like, oh, someone's got something to say. If someone flashes me, it's like I'm just trying to remi- I'm trying to be a gentle reminder. Well, if that yeah, flash is up, like a, hi, excuse me. Yeah. A honk is like, hey, bro, get up out of this yeah. room. Like, yeah, hey, what, you are you, mad at me? what do you react better to? I react to, hey, bro, get out of my way. Really? Yeah. I'm a New Yorker. What do you want from me? First what? of all, first of what all. What do you mean what? In all, with all due respect. I'm really from Jersey, yeah. We need your help. I need your help. 
We need money for research. It may not save my life. It may save my children's lives. It may save someone you love. And it's very important. If you are able, this is Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. If you are able, and only if you're able, we know times, listen, not everyone has the extra disposable income to donate, but if you can, please join us today in supporting the V Foundation for Cancer Research. Go to v.org slash donate now. So, Jay, you are a new baseball fan. How yes. long would you say you've been watching baseball now? Like, you know, I mean, like, recreationally. Wait, recreationally? Like, now that I'm at home, like, I'll turn to baseball past two years. Past couple years. Like, okay. But I've always paid it. Like, look, my grandfather was in the Negro Leagues. My dad played baseball. I grew up me around too. baseball. Me too. Stop my grandfather was me too. No, you can't say oh, me wasn't? too anymore. Oh, that's true. That's right. Me also. <laughs> me also. There, that's yeah. way better. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I've been around it. I've just never been like a diehard fan of a particular team. And then it's turned to the Mets. Our grandfathers were teammates in the Negro Leagues, yeah. I think, as a matter of fact. Yeah. The dynamic no? of that team. That's so cool. Which, which, uh, which team? I'll find out on? for you. I'll find out more from because uh, he played for multiple. <laughs> First of all, it's so funny how pro athletes at the highest level, of course, man. Well, we work so hard, no question. Pro athletes work so hard to hone their skills, but there are also certain genetic advantages. Like your grandfather played at the highest level that he was allowed in baseball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you come from a line of athletes. <laughs> it's a little when, – when Jay had that 40-inch vertical, there's a reason for that. Like, I could practice in the gym all day long. I ain't never going to jump 40 inches. My wife is always like, oh, when's the last time you donated to the kids 529? I'm like, 529? They better get full, full scholarships. <laughs> yeah. We have high standards here at this house. Yeah. Get out there and start running around. Yeah. I told you how I treat my son in soccer games. Already, my daughter, I'm like, we don't stare at butterflies. We compete. Right. You're three. Let's go. Yeah, you're a soccer dad now. Yeah. And a a baseball fan. So you've been watching baseball a couple years now. Um, Very different. Like, you know, my earliest memory watching sports is watching the Yankees. I must have been three years old. Like, Uh since I can remember, baseball is like the first team sport I watched, and I loved it. So we have different – we bring different yes. kind of experience lenses to the – You're to a baseball the, purist. I'm a baseball purist. I'm almost 50 – be 49 in a couple of weeks. So I've been yeah, watching for over 45 years. Round up. You're 50. Yeah, just about. <laughs> I've been watching for almost 45 years. And that's that – you're not even 45. And you've only been watching for two years. So we come to it with different lenses. Now, the AL beat the AL – the AL beat the NL 3-2. Mm-hmm. They've won nine straight All-Star games now. But you have a problem with what you saw last I, I, night. I get it. Stan – Big time plays. I understand it. Watched it for four innings, and then, like I just I started to lose focus on it. And mm-hmm. and I get where a baseball purist would say, well, oh, an All Star game, it's a close game. They're being competitive, but there is something about the game on the biggest stage where I want to see more action. I want to see. More big hits. I want to see, you want to see more, more offense. home runs. You want I want to see offense. It's like when we watch basketball, I don't want to see Big Ten basketball where the games are 60 to 58. I want to see a, a buck 10 to this a. This is very strange. I, I want to see a high saying. score. You want to see a softball game. I want to see high score a lot of goals. Football, score a lot of touchdowns. Offense wins. You know what I want to see in the hockey game? Home runs and touchdowns. Unfortunately, I don't get it. So You're I, a hockey I don't watch expert. It. So listen. Um, I hear what you're saying. You want to see a softball game. You want to see an all-star game. The way I, Here's what's odd to me about that, though, Jay. 
one of the criticisms of the NBA and NFL All-Star games, you know, the Pro Bowl and the All-Star game, is that there is no defense, so it's not actually representative of the game. Here's the thing that baseball has going for it. Let me make the pitch to you, okay? (laughs) Their All-Star game is more like the actual sport than the All-Star games in the other sports. It's closer to, now you may argue, yeah, and I don't like baseball as much as basketball or football. I want it to be less like the sport. But if I want to watch a regular season game, I'll watch a regular season game. Yeah, but this is a regular season game, but with with all the best players on earth. Yes, which means I need more offense. But, but okay, I want more offense. We're in a pitching era, though, right now. Like, the, the pitchers are dominating right now. So they struck out a bunch of I think 20 strikeouts. of crazy. Okay, so you were excited about watching the All-Star game last night. Well, let yeah, me say okay, this. Okay, so thank you. Let Point me say this. Here, well, no, here's, here's the real thing. Here's the real thing. I'm a Yankees fan. Here's the issue with baseball. We talk about it all the time. All right. I don't care what's happening with the Padres. If I were in San Diego and I was at the hotel and I turned on a Padres game, I might watch a little bit. But I don't care what's happening with the Padres. I'm a Giants fan in football. Oh, I care what's happening with the Chargers. I'm a, a Lakers fan in basketball. Oh, I care what's happening with, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks, whoever. Uh, it's different. Base, I think if it was the Mets in a 3-2 game, you'd be in. Once again, regular season game for my team. All-star game. I want to see all-star-like performances. And, and look, this is my thing. A lot of Yankees there, too. I almost felt like I was watching a Yankees game. Max, my thing about it is <laughs> on the biggest stage, right? Yeah. I get it. Coming off last night, what about last night felt different that you think today in the national media we will be talking about? Well, uh, it was one with a home run. Giancarlo Stanton, Stanton okay. who's from the area I get and it. had his whole family and everyone he knew there, basically, hit a two-run shot to tie it, yep. won MVP at the same stadium and hit it to the same spot he used to sit in when he was a I, kid. I mean, listen, listen to – I mean, I, I watched it. and I w- woke up this morning, read about it, watched news about it. I mean, hearing Mookie Betts talk about Jackie Robinson, I mean, and his wife, as she delivered an incredible speech. But there weren't a lot of big moments from yeah, it. Yeah, I hear you. There weren't big moments from the best players but that on is, the see, planet here's, here's in the, the game nature. that centered around all-stars. This is the nature of baseball. <clears throat> and it's really a debate that we kind of, or like a philosophical conversation, a dialectic, if you will, Jay, that we have about sports. Um, you, you want more, fans want more offense in all sports. So in basketball, three, 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 everyone gets more popular. In football, the quarterback, vertical passing league, and a game and everyone scores, and, and more and more popular. But the trade-off you make, because in life there's always trade-offs. You get something awesome, it's, it, it, you, you've given something up, even if it's not as good and you're coming out ahead, it's mm-hmm. not like there are never trade-offs. There's always trade-offs. The trade-off is each point is less valuable. So in basketball, someone hits a three, it doesn't mean what it used to mean. The emotion in that moment is not the same because, it, you know, it, it's an inflation of points. So each point, if there's inflation, each dollar is worth less. less. If there's an inflation in offense, each point is worth less. Baseball, though probably by and large they would make the trade off for more offense, what you get in exchange when you don't have the offense is each moment is worth more. So when you say, I want to see all these moments, no, you're right. There aren't all these moments, but you do have certain moments that become incredibly important. Yes, to the baseball purist eye. But that's my thing. I'm not a baseball purist. I'm coming in this from a new age, new perspective, where I'm coming from seeing a lot of movement, seeing a lot of action, and actually know who these players are, respect 
incredibly what they've been able to accomplish. But when I come to a venue for the biggest stage within the sport where the best players in the world are there, I don't want to see a game that ends in 3-2. I don't. That was your MLB snapshot. That's me. And by the way, your progressive uh, MLB snapshot. By the way, you should listen to Jay and not me here because Jay is the young guy who just got to baseball a couple years ago on this show, and he's 40. And I'm dying. Right? I'm dying for it. I'm and, dying and, to and, pick it up. And, and baseball has a problem where the demos are skewing older and older. And by the way, whiter and whiter, right? Which which is you want to be more inclusive. You want to get younger. And and so so like when the 40 year old guy is the young guy on the show saying, I don't know about you old baseball purists. You should listen to the younger guy who, by the way, is too old to be the young guy watching baseball anyway, right? Like baseball <laughs> skews old. All right. That was the Progressive MLB Snapshot. Progressive is proud to team up with Hello Alice to support small businesses. Get access to small business resources and learn about small business grants at HelloAlice.com. Um, Darvin Ham, Jay, has high expectations for the Big Three next season. Can you still call it a Big Three? Hmm. So assuming Russ is still with the Lakers, can he get it done to the point that the Lakers are legit contenders in the West? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com hi it's mike greenberg letting you know espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt stephen a smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. If you can donate, we're saying it, we're saying it, you know, all day today. If you're able I'm not saying, like, I know everyone's hitting you up for money all the time. You got bills to pay and this and that, and you're listening to sports talk radio. It's like, come on, man, you're going to juice me even when I'm listening to sports talk radio. Look, this is the best cause there is. If you can support the V Foundation for Cancer Research, give. You know, go to v.org slash donate now. And if you give today, by the way, your donation will be doubled by a generous V Foundation matching donor. You give five bucks, you really gave ten. Even if you give a dollar, give what if you can. We know things continue to be tough for a lot of people, you know, but, you know, cancer has not stopped. And so as you'll hear all day, neither have we. If you're if you're able, please give. Go to V.org slash donate now. All right. Um, Jet, yeah. Well, I was going to say, hold on, Max, for one second. I just, just want to reply to Matt Wagner mm-hmm. here 
Who, on Twitter? Yeah, on Twitter. This is what happens. And we give shout-outs shout to the show. Mm-hmm. And we, we embrace conversation and debate. I love it. Uh, after listening to Jay's comments on the talent level in the room in the home run derby yesterday, which was great, and his comments today, he's not a baseball fan mm. and doesn't know anything about baseball or its players. Mm. It's actually wrong. I know a lot about baseball mm. and its players. But I'm trying to become a fan. Right. I, I'm, I'm trying to have baseball win me over. There are certain hockey wins me over. Hockey. I, I was honest. Never Be, been because hockey is basketball on ice. And as a basketball <laughs> player, most of my life, I was myopic on my sport. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. But I go to a hockey game now. I'm like, oh, <laughs> hockey. I'm like, this is incredible. Like, I'm actually, hockey, soccer, and basketball are all versions of of the same sport. Yeah, but I go to baseball games. Like, I start to fall asleep a little bit. Like, I'm trying. Okay. I'm working my tail I, off I'm glad it. you brought this up, Jay. I'm here's real a, about here's it. a problem. Here's a problem with a lot of hardcore fans in niche sports. And baseball, though, is an enormous economy, in a way is a niche sport. It's a local sport and an older sport. Um, here's the problem. Here's Jay Will, who is a famous guy and has a big platform and is trying. Desperately. Really, but by the way, putting in effort, going to games. He's throwing out the first pitch. He's staying up when he has to get up early in the morning to watch, to try to get himself into it. And gradually, he's getting more into it. And he's a Mets fan and all this, unfortunately. But anyway. (laughs) Jeez. You should be a Yankees fan if you're smart, but you want to have a good life. But at any rate, hardcore fans always like to do this. Instead of saying, hey, let's, let's have a big tent. Let's welcome people in. They push you away. They want to push you away. J- Look, Jay is not you. He's not a purist. He's not pretending to be. But he, he is interested. And it's important to have people who are coming to the sport as newbies, right, to, to give their feedback because you're not going to see it as a hardcore baseball fan who's loved it his whole life. But the person with a new perspective will say, hey, you know what? Let me tell you what would make this better for me. And at, at Higo98 underscore, I get it. I get that Max, is, as a baseball purist, he's going to fall in love with the elite level of pitching in this pitching era. For me, I'm not as nuanced in the game to understand that aspect of it, right? And I fell I'm in love with the home it. runs so like, during the steroid era, too. Like, you know, I, I, I like the offense, too. I love that, too. But if I'm sitting with Buster, right, which I've been at games, and we're supposed to go to a game, and he can help me understand that, and I get the knowledge of that, yeah, great. But, like, don't try to push somebody who's trying to become a fan of the sport, mm. who's trying to learn more of the sport, pushing them away because there's a, not a deep knowledge understanding like you. Can like, I, that's not cool. Can I tell you something? Giancarlo Stanton, who, who tied the game with the yep. two-run shot, one MVP, he hit, in his best year, he hit 59 home runs, okay? Was, uh, I believe he won the NL MVP that year. Hit 59 home runs. When you take away the guys who obviously juiced, we, by the way, we don't know who juiced and who, and who didn't nowadays. Like maybe some of the guys we think are clean aren't, but we know who juiced, right? When you take those guys away, Bonds, McGuire, Sosa, the highest home run total ever hit in a single season by a, by a player we know was clean, was Roger Maris, hit 61. Mm-hmm. The second highest was Babe Ruth, hit 60, before the league was integrated, yep. by the way. A lot of people are like, I don't want to look at those records. The third highest total ever, Giancarlo Stanton, 59. Mm. It's the third highest. Like, this guy you saw hit last night is not just, well, Aaron Judge's second banana. He has already had a season better than Judge probably has ever had, right? Like, you know, he's Giancarlo Stanton at his best is an, is an historically great slugger. A curiosity with, yep. with Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds mm-hmm. and all those guys, was that when baseball was at its peak? 
popularity, yes. popularity wise, yes. peak, it was. right? It was. It was funny. The Yankees won altogether that season 125 games and swept the World Series. Greatest team of all time. In the middle of a dynasty where they won, they came an out of way of winning five out of six World Series. It'll never happen again in this era of multi tiered playoffs. And what people really cared about was McGuire and Sosa. Interesting. That's why Bonds suddenly tripled in size and started hitting home runs at twice the rate he had previously. Because Bonds was the best overall player in the game, Jay. He was the best. He was better than McGuire and Sosa ever were. And he had to sit there and watch these dudes get all the press because they started to cheat, mm. right? And at a certain point, Bonds must have been like, hold on, time out. You know what it reminds me of? You ever, you ever read comic books ever? You yeah. wear? Okay. So do you remember Captain America was this like skinny little dude who took super soldier serum, mm-hmm. right? Well, McGuire and Bonds got on super soldier serum. They were good sluggers early in their career who were already trending down because guys who come into the league with what they call old man skills, they're powerful, but they're not that fast and all this kind of stuff. They don't age as well as guys who come in as young and athletic because they can kind of age into what the, old, what, the, what the other guys are eventually. So these guys started declining, and then all of a sudden, boom, they're breaking every home run record. And Bonds is sitting there like, yo, I'm twice the player these dudes are, but because I only hit 35, 40 home runs a year and not 60, I'm not getting the shine. I'm not getting the credit I deserve. He was already one of the greatest players who ever lived, Bonds. Then Bonds jumped on that super soldier serum. So if, a little, if, if the guy who turned into Captain America, the little small guy, turns into Captain America on the stuff, what, do you, what happens when the Olympian takes the super soldier serum, right? The game gets skyrocketed. Barry, but that's, that's when it all came tumbling down. Barry Bonds was so good once he was on the stuff that he made a mockery of the record books, Un- a mockery of them. It was like, oh, my God, he's, he's doing things that aren't possible. Understood, but I also think what happens, because I, I think a lot of times people don't pay attention to where we are going as a society, Max. We are a highlight-driven society. Yeah. Everything you do. That's what Sports Center was. Highlights, right? No Social media takes that to a different level. Highlights all the time. So you had those highlight-like moments. Now, I'm not saying that the game last night didn't have highlight-like moments, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem to carry the same weights as those jacks that are like, it's just Well, different. it's interesting what you said. The way media evolves uh, influences the way we consume things. So, for example, they found just by studying it that kids learn best in short 90-second segments, right? That's why they, they implemented that on Sesame Street. Sesame Street was the first show that wanted to like, educate kids in a way, not just entertain. And the way they realized they had to do that is they had to keep cutting from scene to scene to scene for different stories, different stories, because kids consume that way. Well, then those kids grew up into teenagers and young adults, and we got MTV because we were already acclimated. We were already accustomed to, to consuming shorter bits of information. And MTV was, at first, video, 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 right? And now you're saying the media is, because of social media, we get highlights. You get it on your Instagram reels or whatever. So that is also influencing how we consume things. When you have a long-form story where the dramatic moment is even better because it's been building and building over two hours, two and a half hours, that works if you have two and a half hours to spend Building up to the moment. But if you're just consuming it on a reel, that highlight is no different than the cheaper highlight, right? That comes from a guy just hitting a splash three. Mm. To to, to the person consuming it in small bits on on Instagram reels, they feel the same. So you've lost in the trade-off that I mentioned earlier where, hey, look, if you don't score a lot of runs, then each run is more important. Not on a highlight. Each run looks the same on a highlight. That's interesting. Because of the way we consume media now, 
it, 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 it argues against what I said earlier about, well, less offense means each highlight's more important. No, the highlights are all the same amount of importance. Interesting. God, that was profound what I just said. Did you hear what I did? Yeah, I think. Okay. Anyway. It's unbelievable. Moving forward. I need a sports Nobel Prize. <laughs> all right. The AL defeated the NLJ 3-2 for the ninth straight Scott. All-Star Game win. And, Jay, you have a problem with what you I saw last night. We got it. <clears throat> we I don't have a problem with it. But let's talk about a little basketball. I, I'd like to I'd like to move on a little bit here. Okay. Um, Darvin Ham has high expectations for the big three next season, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking AD, LeBron, and Russell Westbrook. And on the one hand, what choice do they have right now? There's no market for Westbrook, whatever. Maybe at the trade deadline, he's an expiring contract. But Jay, when I look at them, no, they still don't have enough shooting. I get it. I get it. When I look at them, LeBron... He's not the undisputed best player in basketball anymore. Maybe it's someone else. But maybe it's still him. There is still an argument that he is the best player in basketball. You can make one. AD, when last seen, Jay, in the playoffs, or, or in the fin- it, it, when they made that deep finals run, when they won the chip in, in the bubble, went up against Jokic. He was clearly the better player. He's clearly better than Jokic in that series, clearly. So... The real issue has been LeBron and AD hasn't, haven't stayed on the court. If they could each play 60-plus games, which they haven't done in a while, other than in the bubble. Neither one's played over 50, in the 60s uh, other than the bubble year for yep. five years now, four years. Why can't they? They can't. They can't. So, Darvin, the reason why we're talking about the Lakers, because I know a lot of people are Lakered out, right? Because it's been the talk of the offseason, that and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. It's because Darvin Ham went on all the smoke which is a show on Showtime led by Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson and talked a lot about the relationship he had with Russell Westbrook. And one of the things after listening to that, Max, that it really brought to my attention is that, you know, a lot of times, first off, we're, we're moving towards this age and it's always kind of been that case with coaches like Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, George Carl, Rick Carlisle, guys who have played the game that understand the nuances that have also then coached at a high level. And I'm not saying that, Look, a guy like Eric Spolster never played the game at a high level but still has great connectivity. It can happen there too. But one of the, the advantages that Darvin Ham has that is different than what they had in their previous coach is that the relatability, right? There, there are two types of rea- uh, relationships. There is a transactional relationship for a lot of times where you come in as a head coach, Max. You don't really know me. We're playing. You're like, here, here are the plays. We're trying to get together. You're trying to build a relationship with me, but it's a little bit awkward because you don't understand how I move, nor have you really taken the time because there's a lot for you to handle as a head coach, right? You're dealing with um, your GM. You're dealing with your president. You're dealing with your owner. You're dealing with teams, players, all that stuff, right? So I'm not saying that Frank Vogel didn't try, but it, was more, it felt more like a transactional relationship, and you saw that in the way LeBron and statements about him coaching or things about AD or the way Russell felt about Frank Vogel where Darvin Ham seems to have a little bit more of an approach that this is going to be a transformational relationship where he's spending time with Russell Westbrook, going out to Dender, right? Texting him, having multiple conversations with him outside of the practice facility. Same with Bron, same with AD. There's a relationship that is there. And when there's a relationship from a coach to a player, it's the same thing with like, you know, corporations. If you don't know who your boss is, you don't really care. You're going to come in. You're going to do minimum work, right, unless you have a, a crazy sense of pride, and you're going to check in, you're going to check out. But if, you, if your boss takes the time to know a little bit about you, all of a sudden you're not willing to let your boss down because now you're in, you're, you're in it together. You're in it together. Now, here's the question, because this has always been 
with um, uh, guys who played recently, especially, and this is the case in baseball forever, and it's a bit, how do you thread that needle as a coach? And maybe you don't know because you haven't been a coach on that level, right? How do you thread oh, I've been the needle? Enough. But you've been around them. How do they, how do they, do they thread that needle? Where on the one hand there's that relatability and everything, but on the other hand they're the coach. Like, for, let me give you an example. Oh, I can be re- Steve, I can be extremely relatable to you, but I there's a line in the sand. But, but let me give you an example of a guy who I don't Steve know Nash if he's is, doing it. Steve Nash. Steve, Steve Nash, Nash won two had, MVPs, but, but it doesn't feel. Like, he has the gravitas as a coach, at least from where I'm sitting. But he's barely had any coaching experience overall. Overall. Which is one of the main that's reasons why you pay your dues. That's why you got to pay your dues. you got to pay yeah. your dues. Yeah. In the I ranks. I Udoka has paid his dues. Steve Kerr has paid his dues. Darvin I Ham. Mean, Jason Kidd has paid his dues. Darvin Ham has paid his dues. I mean, he's worked with Giannis. He's worked with the bigs over in Milwaukee. He spent time with the Lakers before. Like, there's been a history there of learning how to say, hey, there's a balance, right? Come in close, but now that you're close, hey, stay over there because there's a line. And you have to understand there's a standard here that I expect, and I don't care who the hell you are. If you're not willing to abide by my rules, don't be on my team. But I love you and I care about you, but there's a delicate balance on how you go about that. I don't think Frank Vogel had that with LeBron James – AD and Russ. I think it's not only going through. I'm, I'm now like forget about uh, uh, Vogel for a second. I'm talking about guys who've played recently and are now coaching, or relatively recently, where there's some overlap between guys in the league now and them. Willie Green. I'll give you another one with the Pelicans. So there's so there's one. What you said, experience. There's no substitute for experience, right? And paying your dues and learning how to thread that needle and be be their friend, but also it's not a peer relationship. They are the coach. But it's also, I think, it puts a little distance between the player and the league, right? Like, it's tough for a guy who, a a, a young, inexperienced coach who also played with some of these guys, if he doesn't have that coaching experience, to not relate to them like teammates, I imagine. But if you let some years pass and you you have that coaching experience and you build that up and you see, oh, okay, I got it, I got it, this is how it's got to be done, and you observe – as an assistant, et cetera, it changes that dynamic. And Darvin Ham, in that respect, Jay, from what you're describing, seems to be the ideal guy that they hired. Look, and by the way, what's that? There's that line that, you know, if it t- takes 10,000 hours at something to be yeah. an expert. Yeah. Right? So, like, uh, 10,000 hours. Right? I mean, I've been doing TV for 15 years. I'm mm-hmm. exponentially better now than what I was in year three of my career. Right. So, you just keep working at it, but you also know tendencies and you're willing to call people out for their BS. Mm -hmm. So Darvin brings that type of mental toughness to the table. And by the way, yo, this team has a lot to prove, right? So the last two years, they've been smacked around. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the same way we talk about LeBron going back to the Drew Drew League, earning that street cred within L.A., right? It feels different with this team because now people are taking their jabs at them, and there's a lot on the line for Russell Westbrook who opted in, who now we talked about this, Max – a lot of people are going to be looking at how he handles this year, whether he goes or whether he stays, if he's willing to buy in. Same thing we talked about James Harden. Like, well, oh, we'll see if he really buys with this play. I'm like, okay. But still, I mean, James Harden didn't opt into his deal. No. He, he opted out, okay? He took less money. He's saying bring anybody on board who we can do. So it all depends on your willingness to give in to be different, and now we have to see that with Russell Westbrook's basketball game who, and, on the defensive end in particular. And now all that is great. Who is going to shoot the ball? Who are the spot-up shoot? If, like, if the Lakers had 
all this Can dynamic that they've huh? play fast. But what I'm saying, uh, uh, if you uh, had the same, if you had the same issues, same personality, same injury history, the whole thing. But let's say there were three knockdown shooters on the team. I'd feel differently about the team. Look, there's still moves that they have to make. But if I'm Darvin Ham, let me give you inside back. I'm playing when Russell Westbrook has the ball. We're, we're playing 14 or less. Like, let's go. Let's go. Push the ball. Here's things we're going to do in secondhand transition. Go play fast. Attack the rim. If you get the ball, I'm going to use you as a screener in a dunker spot. AD, you can space on the perimeter. I would do things like that to change it up quick because AD can knock down the mid-range. AD can also knock down the three a little bit too. So either LeBron or Russ have the ball. We're playing at different speeds. I can use, if I use Russ in a dunker spot to set screens for LeBron, then I have mismatches. I'll take LeBron to the post. You still need shooters. Bottom line is if you have great players... Playoff you have man. to figure it out as the coach how to use them. Yes. They may not be an ideal fit, but great players should be able to get it done with proper coaching if they buy in. And, you know, maybe they are starting to. Keyshawn J. Willemax brought to you by Progressive Insurance. A lot of angry baseball purists out there. Wow. Who is more vital to the Lakers' success this season is the question. Who's, because Kendrick Perkins was on this just in. I forgot who hosts the show, but handsome guy. 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. You, you do and, this while you're looking at yourself. And well, that's how, I remi- that's how I remind myself. You have to remind yourself oh, that hand- you're handsome? Even with one eye, I can see how <laughs> handsome I am. Uh, and he said that he thinks LeBron's got to essentially give AD the keys and run things through AD. And I wondered about that and pushed back because AD has not been on the court enough to hand him the keys. But I wonder, Jay, what you think about that. No, no, not yet. Coming up. (laughs) Coming up. Jay's going to answer that question. And then also, Kendrick Perkins said something else. This is baseball game, Jay. Kendrick Perkins said something else I want you to react to. When it's all said and done, he said Steph Curry's going to be in the GOAT conversation. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.